This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. That dovetails very nicely uh, into sleeper plays for this week because we are in a bye week hell. Six teams on a bye. Deion Jackson, I think, is a deep sleeper play. New England, not a great matchup. That's fine. But uh, again, JT is banged up a little bit. I do wonder if the Colts will utilize Deion Jackson just a little bit more to protect their star running back. But... Uh, Matt Harmon, hit me with another sleeper that you believe could help folks out there in fantasy. Well, the biggest one has to be Isaiah Likely, um, you know, especially because it's at a, a really troubling position. Uh, we'll call it the tight end position uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we don't know uh, as of right now uh, whether, you know, Mark Andrews is going to be out there. You know, obviously he suffered an injury. We, we know that to be the case. Uh, but Isaiah Likely really stepped up and, you know, Isaiah likely is a guy that looked good. He looked good. And he, he looked good in the, you know, this is not new for Isaiah likely. He looked good in the preseason. Uh, he looked good at coastal Carolina. He just, you know, didn't have a great workout, stuff like that. But in week eight for Isaiah likely, uh, 81 routes per drop back, 20.6 targets per route run, got a first down and 83.3% of his receptions. He was awesome. He was efficient. Uh, he had two red zone targets, one end zone target, like, he looks like a wide receiver out there. And even if Mark Andrews goes like no Rashad Bateman, like Bateman, which I think is the right decision for the Ravens. They got to put Bateman on right. the shelf at this point with this foot injury. Right. Likely he's going to be out there and probably be the number two pass catcher. Uh, so I think he makes a really good uh, sleeper play if still available out there. Dude, can the Ravens not have a wide receiver with the foot problem, please? Like that'd be that great. Would be, that would be, that'd be lovely. If we could, <laughs> could we make that happen? That would be awesome. Um, I will, uh, I'll throw a wide receiver out there. How about Marquez Valdez Scantling taking on Tennessee? Tennessee has given up the most completions, yards, and fantasy points per game on deep passes this year. And should be mentioned that MVS obviously, as we know, is a deep threat. But over the last six games, MVS leads the team in air yards, tied for the team lead in routes run as well. Um, So overall, decent volume, 5.6 targets per game over his last six games and 73 air yards per game in that stretch. If that sounds like wide receiver two, that's exactly pretty much what we're looking at. That's very like top 30-ish volume when we're looking at wide receivers. Also, let me mention this. Again, great matchup, decent volume. But in his first four years, MVS had a touchdown roughly once every 20 targets 
He now has 38 targets on the season with zero touchdowns. Again, if I want to sound smart, I'll say positive regression. But for my, <laughs> but for my, but for my plebeian folks, I'll just say this. The dude is due. MVS yeah. is due. By the way, that's my favorite thing in, in fantasy football is if you say positive regression, you sound smart and people buy it. But if you say, oh, he's due, people are like, you're well, that's you're an idiot. That's not analysis. It's like, guys, that's funny. it's the same damn thing. We're just <laughs> saying it differently. It's this when you say positive regression, that is the smart way of saying he is due. It's the same damn the same thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so true. MVS. Uh, sleeper for you this week against Tennessee. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, you know, MVS is, I, I don't know how they're going to mix in Kadarius Tony, but they might mix him in a little bit, but they're not going to mix him out there as like the X receiver. And that's what Marquez no. Valdez Scantling has been uh, so far this year. I think while he might not be like, he might be like the biggest underperformer uh, of the group. I think you could argue that, you know, those Chiefs receivers, he's kind of the guy that I, I think from a role perspective is the most locked in. Uh, yeah. So I think we might see Tony eat into McCole Hardman a little bit eventually, probably not into despite the fact that McCole Hardman's had like a three touchdown game I know. last time we saw him. But yeah, <laughs> so I think I like that call with MVS for sure. Uh, I'll go with another uh, receiver here. Um, look, one easy, just as an easy one. And I, cause I'll get this out of the way. Cause I've bagged on Josh Palmer before, but like if Keenan Allen, who has a, his hamstring injury, isn't responding in the, during the bye week or it got worse tra- while training during the bye week, if he misses this game and Mike Williams misses this game, I mean, he is going to miss it. Yeah. Josh Palmer, you got to play. Like you got to play him against the Falcons. The Falcons yep. cornerbacks beyond AJ Terrell are terrible. I don't think Josh Palmer is very good. You know, I've said that on this show before, but he's good enough to, you know, be the guy that's going to get a ton of volume against a team that, you know, doesn't have very good cornerback players anyway. So that'll equal out. And I think too, He's probably a better injury replacement for Mike Williams than he is for uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Josh Palmer, because he's like a non-separating perimeter receiver that wins contested, even though he's actually not that great in contested situations. Like that's that's kind of <laughs> the guy he should be. So he's a, he's a guy there. Um, I think if you if you if you got Palmer, you can pretty safely play him during the bye weeks this week. Despite what you think of him as a player, uh, the volume is going to be there, and he's got a great quarterback too. So. Um, Falcons have I, the lowest pressure rate in the league right now, too. So that that's good go. for a, a guy in Herbert who is behind a patchwork offensive line. It should help things out there. That's a dude. Yeah. hundred percent. My God. How about, um, well, actually I got two, but I'll, I'll say Noah Fant, uh, there mm. for Seattle. It's a pristine matchup. Obviously Arizona gives up uh, the second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. They just, dude, they're giving up production like crazy. Uh, to that spot. Noah Fant, over the last four weeks, very quietly, third on the team in air yards, third on the team in targets and routes run as well. He's leading. I know they use three, sometimes four tight ends there in (laughs) Seattle. But over the last four weeks now, Noah Fant um, has led, has been the leading receiving option among all the tight ends in Seattle. So, Again, if you're looking and you're desperate for a tight end, Noah Fant uh, does have a chance, I think, to score a touchdown this week. Like that call, yeah, tight end definitely. Look, anytime you could get a, you can get something there 
hundred percent agree with that. Noah Fan. I think Noah Fan still stands to to benefit. Although you know these <laughs> these receivers are playing right. You know yeah. Lockett's out there, Metcalf's out there. So you know, yeah. but I think Fan can still mix in there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I do have a couple others here. Okay. Um, yep, so yep. I'll, I'll say one more and you, you give your last one and then, yeah. and then we, can, we can get out here. Love it. I think, I think Alan Robinson's a good sleeper this nah, week. Ah, so. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. You know, um, Hell yeah. Cooper Cup I'm banged up. I'm with you 100%. Uh, I bet Cooper Cup ends up playing whatever. Um, but Allen Robinson, you know, he leads the NFL, or he's tied for the lead with with Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf with 10 end zone targets. Um, the Bucks defense is super banged up. Uh, you know, we're talking about like Demarcus Robinson had a big game against them on Thursday night with, for the Ravens. We just talked about Isaiah Likely got going. Devin DuVernay scored a touchdown. It was a rushing touchdown, but still, Devin DuVernay had – by the way, I like – Duvernay, Duvernay is, if you're super desperate as a guy you could play, um, yeah. he's a guy I got to get. He's a guy I got to get a RP profile up on at some point. But you know, Tampa Bay right now they're sort of middle of the pack in terms of pressure rate. Um, they have a lot of sacks, but you know they just lost Shaq Barrett for the year, so um, not great from a pass rushing standpoint there in Tampa Bay right now. And that's obviously the biggest problem for the Rams. And look, I think Robinson's role has kind of stabilized. You know, he has five for fifty four game. That's not sexy for fantasy, but. Um, it's certainly like, okay, there it's, it's, it's better than what we were getting when it was like two for 10 and like a bunch of fake, uh, fade targets or whatever. So exactly. He's more integrated into the offense. I also drew some pass interference plays early in in that 49ers game before it went off the, uh, went off the rails there. So I feel like Robinson can have a pretty decent week there for, uh, the Rams in Tampa with against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude. and, And again, I don't know. Um, it is fair to wonder how much how much time it takes for a brand new receiver, veteran wide receiver, to get acclimated with a new playbook and a new quarterback as well. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, possibly, it's starting to gel. Maybe, possibly, it's starting to happen. Um, I think that's at least uh, look. It's at least in the range of outcomes, right? Like it's at least a possibility yeah. that that's what's happening. It's never going to happen to our highest hopes this year. That was dead of the course. moment we saw the Rams offensive line in week one. And yeah. Robinson, I, again, I still think we even acknowledge even going into this year, he's likely taken a step back as a player. But mm-hmm. the big part of the thesis of Robinson was he was going to catch a lot of touchdowns, and he has been so involved in the scoring area. But, um, you know, he's and he's certainly, again, he's taken a step back as a player, absolutely. But he's yeah. still a, a quality, I think, starting receiver for this team. But just be, being a quality starting receiver for the Rams if your name's not Cooper Cup it gets you in the sleeper section and that's where we're at (laughs) there you go um okay one last one for me how about Terrace Marshall uh we've been talking about him for weeks I feel like hey 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 calm down pal now Gelhart Gelhart and I talked about it we talked about it in the last episode so I'm I'm kind of with you on this look he saw nine targets last week all right and we know he's a um excellent you know um size speed combination guy uh, they've kicked him outside. He's played about 90% yes. of his snaps outside, whereas before he was almost exclusively a slot man. Um, and it's and it's really interesting. I know you've pointed this out. And then 
you know, our former colleague over at NFL network, uh, not Chad Reuter. Oh my gosh. Who, um, uh, who's the guy that does all the draft write-ups Lance Zierlein. Oh, sorry. Lance Zierlein, uh, said the exact same thing in his write-up about Terrace Marshall is that he's not a slot. He played that at at LSU, but he's not a slot. I don't know what they were doing with having, having him play as a slot receiver last year. I, well, just mark it up for another one for, for yeah. Maddie rule. <laughs> good, good point. Jeez. I don't know. That's like a little 10th on the list of what the F things were the Panthers <laughs> doing for Matt rule. So my apologies. Right. Well, and again, this actually goes hand in hand too, right? With DJ Moore finding, you know, season high, 40% of his snaps lined up as a slot man um, in these past couple of weeks too. Right. So like they've been mixing and matching and there's, they're saying like, Hey, you know this 6'4 guy that ran a 4440? Yeah, maybe we should kick him outside and see what he could do as an so X receiver. I don't know. Maybe maybe he can do some stuff. I don't know. Um, nine targets, four receptions, 87 yards, decent production. Obviously, you'd like to see a little bit uh, more efficiency from uh, a, cat, a catch rate perspective. But taking on Cincinnati, who, by the way, just lost Chidi Awuzie for the season. Eli mm, Apple, their other starting cornerback, also banged up. They're running a couple, potentially a couple rookie cornerbacks out there. I think Marshall does have a chance, actually, um, if he can maintain that kind of role. Um, and, dude, he played like 92, 93% of the snaps yeah, last week. Yeah, he's man. out there. He is out there a ton. Um, if he can maintain that kind of role, actually a decent sleeper this week, widely available as well, even after waivers have run. Great call. Um, I like it a lot. It's, it's frisky, obviously, but – uh, my promise to the people is I will get an update on Terrace Marshall reception perception uh, after the rookie report gets done, which I'm I'm currently banging away. Should have promoted that off the top, but um, ha, you know you should have done that. But whatever, I'm banging away on the rookie report. I will get to guys like Terrace Marshall because the Discord is banging my door down. We need a Terrace Marshall update now because they're sharp. They're sharp. You know, they listen to the podcast about how he's a yeah. perimeter receiver and and that makes a difference because just couldn't hack it as a slot. So I, I like that call right. a lot. Yeah, me too. All right, so there you go. Uh, we try to help the people out there. We're a podcast for the people, baby. Uh, but I tell you what, man, our time does run short. Um, and when you hear this, I'm sure you're going to be getting ready for week number nine, Thursday Night Football right around the corner. And, of course, a big and busy week number nine with six teams on a bye. You're going to need some help. And hopefully we did just that on the Reception Perception, the show podcast. All right. But again, our time does run short. I want to wish everyone a good luck here in week number nine for Matt Harmon. I am James Coe. I'll see you.